Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. It is May 13th. We are already in mid-May. That is honestly unbelievable. Um, Welcome to the show. This is our discussion show. We're going to try something new later in our discussion segment. Uh, Don't worry, James. No new graphics needed. We're still calling this a discussion. So I think we're good there. But uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but first, just want to say hello to uh, Lacey and James. What's going on, guys? Nothing. What's up? Not much. Just you know, doing a little Star Wars podcasting. You know, <laughs> the usual. Um, James, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, getting ready for the solo discussion right now. Yeah. So, and you're wearing your uh, tribute to George Lucas flannel shirt. Oh, which is fantastic. Oh yeah, tribute. Yeah, tribute yeah. to Coca-Cola. The, the Batu Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah. shirt. Is that the one you got from Celebration? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I got mine somewhere. Um, all right. So real quick, before, yeah, before we get into the discussion, uh, I just want to say if you enjoy our podcast, uh, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Yes, that's right. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, check out our tier options. Currently, we have five tiers that start at $2 a month. And if you join us at the $2 a month tier, you get access to all of our exclusive content that we put just on Patreon. And we do mini episodes. We have commentaries. Uh, we have Our next one coming up is The Last Jedi. So if you like that movie, we're going to be doing commentary on that. We have a Discord server for our tier three and up. We have calls with our tier four and five folks. Uh, you can be on the show, submit topics to the show, a lot of stuff. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We really rely on your support to keep this show going, going strong, quality content, and of course, for stuff we want to do in the future because we have a lot of big plans and it's all with your support. So you keep the engines running and we really appreciate any and all support. Um, But last thing, uh, yes, we are doing a discussion later in the show and it's going to be on uh, us taking the movie solo. We all want Make Solo 2 happen, right? Uh, most of us, hopefully. Um, and, you know, we want it in a movie or a Disney Plus series. So I just thought it'd be a fun idea if we took the original solo movie and what would it have been like if it was broken up into a Disney Plus series. So we're going to try to look at the movie and dissect it and turn it into a Disney Plus series. Uh, how would Solo A Star Wars Story have looked if it was Solo A Star Wars series? Um, so we're going to have fun uh, with that later. Um, but James, we have a segment that we call one with the force right yeah so let's uh let's see what's going on with that the force is with me and i'm one with the force all right this week uh we're doing one with the force uh will the force take the back seat um this uh this time uh so let's get started with it um you'll catch on to how this works if it's the first time doing it uh you want to convince somebody how good Star Wars animation is. This is the premise. What is the one thing you show them? What's the one show or or, or thing in Star Wars animation that you're going to show them to kick this thing off? John, you go first. What do you think? Uh, this is uh, very tough for me because I don't like this as a story vehicle premise or what people have used it as for theories and that sort of thing. But I think I would show the world between worlds segment of star Wars rebels to somebody. Um, one, because it 
has familiarity. You hear voices that are familiar in other live action and stuff that maybe people could warm themselves up to. But also it's visually stunning to me, the open vastness of that room and that space, uh, seeing Ezra as this small character kind of going on this journey and his conflict with Palpatine and that whole which way in the fork are you going to go? Uh, just everything about that. And then our discussion with Taylor Gray about it and him just talking about how much he loved it really fortified that for me. And I think that's something that you could really show somebody and be like, I'm confident that this is so good that uh, this is what I would pick to show somebody like check check out Star Wars animation because this is kind of what you're getting. So I'm going to go with the World Between Worlds segment of uh, Rebels. All right, Lacey, you're up next. What did you pick? I was stuck between two things, um, but ultimately I went to the one which I think a lot of people would probably pick, which is Ahsoka versus Darth Vader and Rebels. Mm -hmm. Like that was such a big scene and so emotional to a lot of people, especially what you experienced with Ahsoka and the Clone Wars that that was just building up to that matchup. So I would go that. Interesting. Um, So not a criticism of John writing, but I did understand the question differently. Um, I thought it was... What is what would you show somebody to show how good the animation in Star Wars can be? I mean, that's so funny, yes. well, I, I can answer the other question actually really easy. But my answer was going to be Resistance because I think it's the most beautiful animation we've got, um, as far as like from a uh, cool. technical standpoint and the the just the beauty of what is on screen, how crisp and clean it is. I love the the look of Resistance, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, I have done this. Uh, it was um, the Mortis episodes of the Clone Wars. I was uh-huh. trying to convince somebody that Clone Wars was worth watching, uh, and I um, said, uh, you know, I think a go-to segment would be this, and uh, we pulled it up and we watched the three episodes, and I was like, dude, if you, I mean, like, you should watch this show, man. It's so cool. Like, now you can kind of see the stuff that you're missing out on uh, with this, and um, I don't know if I convinced that person or not, but... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that would probably be my go-to as far as like uh, trying to explain what's what's happening in the animation world. Good picks. All right. Um, the next one we got, you get to pick one piece of Star Wars content and one thing you would change about it if you had the ultimate unlimited power, if you will, to do so. Um, Lacey, I'm jumping back at you first. I I feel like I know your answer, but let's see. What is it? Uh, I would pick The Rise of Skywalker and I would save Ben Solo. <laughs> Gotta say, I called it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've said this numerous times. I think that I needed, personally, my own expectations and wants. This is no one else's. Um, I would have liked to have seen Ben Solo survive because he is the son of Han and Leia. And to me, it would have meant more to my own love for Han and Leia if their son continued on and regardless of what he ended up doing, continued on with a happy life and and beat those demons that he had been dealing with his whole entire life and adolescence and whatnot. Um, I don't think he should have, you know, gone back to the resistance base and high-fived everyone. I think I would have liked it more if at the end Ray was at Tatooine and he showed up and he was there and she didn't know he had survived. Mm. I think that to me would have been more interesting and exciting that everybody just accepting him as like oh hooray because he did do a lot of messed up stuff so like, you can't really have that moment <laughs> like batman and michael kane 
Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, just that moment of like, you think he, like, it could have been she doesn't die at the end, but he still falls in the pit and she thinks he died. But mm-hmm. then he shows up at the end and surprises her. That to me would have been cool. Um, but I, I don't agree with what people think that he should have just gone back with Ray and been like, hello, Finn and Poe. Like, we're all buddies now because that wouldn't have worked out very well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would have also second thought that maybe you would have said, no, Grumpy Luke. Like, change change that arc. You know, that is another arc that I have my own personal feelings and thoughts on, but I think that it works in the over, the big, the bigger story mm-hmm. of where his character goes and how it relates to Ray. that that change would affect the story too much. If we're talking about one thing, just quick change, oh, I would change oh. that. Mine definitely is if a big change. If you're talking about a big mess up change, <laughs> then sure, I would love to change the story of Luke and have Han, Luke, and Leia together, and Luke and Han never dies, and everybody has a happy life. Like that's what I'd ultimately change. But then you have no story. All right, John, what's your pick? Where are you at on this craziness radar? There uh, is I no war. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Uh, <laughs> I I think their biggest mistake was not was feeling like they needed to get rid of the crawls for the other movies. I, I think that was really a big, big mistake. I think that is such a power, recognizable marquee thing for Star Wars, and they didn't need to do this thing where they left it only for these episodic films. I think that was... I still... As much as I like the pseudo-crawl for Solo uh, with the, the, the na- neon name going at the screen, I, I th- both those movies should have had crawls, and it... I change the color from yellow to blue so that we know it's not a saga film. And just only, that's all you got to do. And they give us our crawl. Like I want to hear John Williams theme for every star Wars movie at the beginning. I, I, I just think that was a massive mistake and I think they shouldn't have done it. So I would have, I would have kept the crawl thing going for the standalone films. All I'm hearing right now is a, uh... <laughs> when they're just playing like the text <laughs> yeah yeah right and you know I, I like that i mean rogue one's even is more egregious and now it's just like yeah it's rogue one now <laughs> it's like okay great you sign into the zoom call too early you're like ah <laughs> yeah um, it's like a long time ago in a galaxy far far away what is that? Mean? No music. It's just like, <laughs> and it's Rogue One. Like, nah, give me a crawl. Alacy, oh. I thought I thought you were going old school insult on John with all I hear right now is wah. No, no, no. The beginning of Solo, it's like, I, I know, I know what you and meant, but I thought that's those where chords, you were going. And you're like, what is happening? Well, I can tell you this. I definitely mm. went big ramifications, and I was stuck between don't kill Darth Maul and let him be the villain over the three movies or fix the the predictability of like Emperor Palpatine was the villain in seven and let him be the villain in eight and nine and let him arc over those three movies. Yeah. I think ultimately because I like where Maul ended up, I'm going to go for the Emperor one. I wish that by the end of episode seven, we would have had a hint that it was Palpatine and somehow he was involved and that would have speculated down the line. And then we still could have got eight the way it was, but just like these, a bigger understanding of maybe like Snoke isn't the, isn't part of this, you know, I don't know. I think it could have been true. Yeah. I think I have one more wacky one. 
actually. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I just talked about this recently with someone. If Rey accepted Kylo's hand in Last oh. Jedi and then Finn was the Jedi in Rise of Skywalker to help turn her back to the light. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. Yo, right? that would be so On cool. On the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked Sean, about why it. are you making that face? You would have loved it <laughs> if that's what they did. We love Star Wars so much, we justify the story and we're like, this is why it's cool. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. If you. Wait, hold on. Which change do you want to see? Let us know in the comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of those three. Of those seven, three of the ones I gave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, The next question is If you met Harrison Ford casually out in the world, uh, what's the one thing you would ask him besides obviously taking a picture or sign this or something like that? So, um, John, I think you're first on this one. What's up? I would ask him to get in my face, point at me, and yell at me. About about having done something to his wife or something like one of those lines from his movies. It's just like, mm-hmm. I want Harrison Ford to point at me and yell at me. That's what I want Harrison Ford to do. Yeah. I I, I like that. Um, Lacey, what is your one thing you would want Harrison or you would ask him, I guess? Do you remember that time you winked at me when I was 16 on the Martha Stewart show? <laughs> you know, you'd say no. He'd be like, no. No, my real question would be... Um, What's been his favorite part about being Han Solo? And I know that's like such a throwaway comment, but I feel like no one asks that. Everyone's always like, so who shot first? And he's like, I don't care. But like no one asks him about like genuinely his experience of being Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Or like in general, like has it feel to be at least two iconic characters, at least multiple, but Indiana Jones and Han Solo. You know, I, I, I used to do a thing. I haven't really done it in years, but I used to go around and ask the question, I said, okay, here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say a name of a celebrity, and you tell me the first character or movie or whatever that pops in your mind. And I would say, Harrison Ford. And like 40% of the time, it was Indiana Jones. 40% of the time, it was uh, it was uh, Han Solo. But then every the third most highest answer was the president from Air Force One. Of <laughs> all his movies, life. that w- it was <laughs> one of those three 100% of the time. But the president was Was that a real poll? What are you saying? I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. I did that for years, I just for fun. Oh, wow. I'd go up to people and ask them. Because you could get... It was like a break the ice question. Like, you could get them to My be favorite like, is Tim Indy Curry. for me, man. It's Indy. What do you know 100%. Tim Curry from? I, I, feel like, I feel like if Lacey asked him that, his, that question, he would say, like, the money... Or like <laughs> something because like whenever someone asks him like, hey, like Jonas asked him like, um, when you're in the cockpit, like, which buttons do you hit? And he's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This is all fake. It's <laughs> just like so like. I should just ask him, hey, you want to go to the dinner with me? Uh, ask like, him- yeah, you, you want to go? You want to go get drunk, Harrison? He's like, hell you yeah. Go get dinner. How about like, ask, sure. ask him to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no he'd be like what's a podcast yeah my uh my question was gonna be um i wanted to be like totally off the record because it's been kicked around in a lot of different ways what's the real story with you um wanting to like kill han solo and then like coming back and is that part of the was that part of the contract that you you die in seven i just really want to know like what were you 
anxiously excited to come back as solo or were you doing it because you were, you know, able to make a lot of money and get the character arc that you wanted in the past? Which is so says, you know, these these stories and stuff. I just like to hear his version of it, you know, to see if he actually was like um, excited to come back or maybe he changed his mind very quickly after Return of the Jedi or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Kazan was the biggest pusher to kill Han Solo, and Lucas was like, "No," because mm-hmm. <laughs> it needed maybe, to mean something. Yeah, yeah, right. Which maybe if Lucas was around, Lacey would have gotten like her result more because he. You was know what? I would have gotten my happy ending because George Lucas appreciates my opinions of happy endings, mm-hmm. and 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 joy and celebration, and everyone wins. Though he did kill Vader and Anakin, so who knows? Yeah, but he was the bad guy, though. Yeah. I would bet money <laughs> that if George Lucas like, did the sequel trilogy, <laughs> that Kylo Ren, Ben Solo wouldn't have died. And everybody would be drinking mid- midichlorian milkshakes, just like getting down with the force. I, I love know. it. I'd take it. Um, Make We got happy. one more question, though. <laughs> Um, the last one that we're going to do for one with the force this week is, uh, assuming you work for the empire and your allegiance is being tested, uh, Tarkin orders you to the destruction, to destroy one planet in the star Wars galaxy. What planet are you choosing to destroy? Lacey, you go first. Kef beer. Cause there's nothing on there except or box. Poor or box. <laughs> It's better than people. Yeah. Uh, John, what would be your planet that you would destroy? Uh, Hoth, because I hate winter. <laughs> Sorry, <Can> Tauntauns. <laughs> yeah. What the um, do you? So, exist. so this, my Luke. This is assuming it's possible. But my planet is Exegol. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't make the sequel trilogy. <laughs> That's just, why? No, just, I'm just like, Palpatine I don't know. You can't return plan. now. Yeah. What? <laughs> I thought it, I thought about going chaotic evil and saying uh, Iriadu, which is Tarkin's home planet. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, blow up his family and legacy and everything. You're like, I woke up and chose <laughs> chaos, Tarkin. Yes. Tarkin's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't push that button. Um, <clears throat> well, that one went quick. <laughs> we all three gave quick yeah. answers. And we Is can... that bad that we had immediate answers for that? Like, oh, this can go. <laughs> I think mm. the general consensus was we were all like, well, we don't want to blow up anything with people on it, you know. But And I mm, went yeah. with bad guys. And only bad guys. Yeah. Snoke test tube babies are going. Right. Um, All right. Well, that's it for One with the Force this week. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. And then we're getting ready to head into the next section. John, what do you got? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. So, yeah, we're testing the waters here to see if we can pull this off and have it make sense. Haven't done it yet. We haven't really brainstormed this. So what you're getting is the real deal <laughs> uh c- converting solo the movie into a disney plus series so what if solo was released as a disney plus series initially so we thought it'd be fun to 
right here on the show, go through Solo as a movie and break it up into five pieces, which would have been episodes on a limited Disney Plus series. Um, we will then, you know, maybe title each episode and come up with what Solo would have been uh, as a Disney Plus series. So I just thought this would be a, kind of a fun idea, something we haven't done yet, something I haven't seen people do. Um, and, uh, and away we go. So, um, <clears throat> so I kind of came up with notes on my idea of this. Uh, I can, you know, I was thinking about bringing up Disney plus and kind of like finding other spots and sort of thing like that. But, uh, do you guys want me to like pitch you what my first episode is and like what section of the movie and kind of we'll spitball and then go from there? I say let's mm-hmm. go episode through episode based on my outline yeah i already know that my episode would be different than your episode yeah i was kind of picking different episodes too okay but perfect all right so i had i had the first episode uh being called a great pilot uh as a play on you know it's the pilot episode of a show too but also that han says i'm a great pilot going from the beginning of the movie to the moment when Han and Chewie are on the bridge and Han says, Chewbacca, you're going to need another name because I'm not calling you that every time. And it's just kind of like the friendship is formed. It's before the, the big heist scene. It's it's 26 minutes in. So that'd be like, I saw that as like a good first episode of the series. So you get everything from the beginning to that point. So that's all the Mimbin stuff. The Han and Kira on Corellia, her getting kidnapped, him getting the last name Solo, him meeting Chewie, him catching up with them, and uh, and all that leading up to them before like their cookout and hangout. So um, I don't know what your what do you guys have for like what would be the first episode of this series? Let's see what you got. I would go from the beginning to the. <laughs> I'd probably end on the shower scene actually. Like, we couldn't do oh, okay. this alone and then end it there. I think that would be a funny ending. Oh, yeah. People are like, what? Uh, because I like the idea of him and Chewie talking to each other at the beginning of the next episode. Um, oh, okay. The only other edit I would make is maybe save the shower scene for the beginning of the next episode and end on them celebrating and getting on the ship. Like, they've accomplished what they wanted to do. They're on the ship. They made it. They're getting off Mimbin. And then it ends. Yeah, that that that's a good ending too. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm going by in my head, not necessarily about how the Mandalorian ends, but by how basically Marvel shows end, because I feel like the Mandalorian's a little different. Because there are episodes where it ends on very slow points, whereas I feel like Marvel episodes always end on a point where you're like, wait, what's going to happen next? And I feel like that's where I would end the episodes. So when they get on the ship, that's where I would end it. See, it's interesting that you guys both ended around Chewie because my first episode would be entirely on Corellia. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it would be him in, um, you know, in the slums and coming up with the plan to get off. And I mean, I assume that since this is much longer, we're going to get into all the details and stuff. But I I would show him a lot more in that world. Um, actually, you know, stealing the car and not just, just lighting it up or whatever, maybe making the deal and all this other stuff and how it went wrong, all that go all the way up to, um, where he gets separated from Kira and considers joining the empire. 
then the, the second only... episode goes into the his history with the Empire. That would be a fourteen minute debut episode. But it, but it, but I, that's not how I saw it. I said I, I'm thinking of it as here's our story that we want to tell, and then it's not made yet. And then you're saying so you would stretch it out. Yeah, I'm saying you're getting six one hour episodes, and and oh, this is the I... story. I approach it as let's chop this thing up mm-hmm. and make it a yeah. <clears throat> so I see what you're saying. That would, I may have different choices if I did approach it that way. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's good that we have the different understanding. I'm not. I I assume Lacey's doing it very similar to what you're saying. Yeah, I'm chopping it up. Chopping it up. Okay. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going story based. Like I would be like the first episode would be about this portion of Han's life, and then the next James one. James is adding content, which yeah, you yeah, gotta like. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. All right. So just to catch up with you guys, my second episode is joining the Empire and meeting Beckett and being accepted for the Conveyx job. With Chewbacca? Um Yeah, 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 yeah. All the stuff with with Chewie and and they're getting ready to do the job, which then the the third episode's Conveyx. How many so how many episodes do you have six so to speak, James? Six? Okay. So all right. Um. All right. So my so me from the perspective of just chopping, I'm going from 26 minutes. And if you if you're listening and you want to follow along, uh, I'm using the Disney Plus version. So 26 minutes. That's right after Han and Chewie had their chat. On the, although I do like Lacey's uh, thing too. We're kind of in the same ballpark. But so for argument's sake, right after Han and Chewie had their chat, and you see them overlooking the convex uh, with Beckett. And which leads to their their cookout scene, the whole convex thing, and um, it goes all the way through them being on the first light, meet, uh, meeting back up with Kira, and then right before they're about to go get Lando, it's like Han saying like, "I think this is going to be great," and she's like, "I know a guy, and we'll, we'll you know we got to find him," and that'd be a good like cliffhanger, like right before you meet Lando, it's like, "Oh, I wonder who it's going to be," that sort of thing. So I went so and that's a 26 minute episode again. So I'm trying to keep the like the timelines consistent. But nice. so I'm curious where Lacey what made her next cut cuz you were just before my first cut. Mm-hmm. So where did you where would you have gone with uh, your second episode? So my second episode would open up with them in the shower scene going through the whole scouting of the Conveyx location, the Conveyx situation with, where they're on the train and then Val dies and then the explosion and then ending it at the explosion. Okay. Which is at 3904-ish. Okay. So that'd be a short episode. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I um, wanted it to end with the drama of the explosion just happened. The other thing that mm-hmm. might work also is the conversation right after this, before they go to Dryden Voss, ending it there. So that you get the last two minutes of what's next. And then ending it at that point, uh, where but he not punches going him in the to dry, like the yeah, yeah. but not the going to dry the bosses yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So we're ending it. Yeah. So right before um, going to first light. Yeah. Okay. So we wouldn't go to first light until the third episode. Okay. All right, James. What do you What do you got? So you on your second episode, we are on like the Mimbin uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, and I went through the whole. Well, it was. It's more about him being in the Empire and him getting to the end. 
uh, meeting up with the crew and like being okayed for the job uh, for the conveyex. And it just leads up to like them scouting, you know what I mean? And they talk about Emphis Nest or whatever. But then that mm-hmm. that next episode is the conveyex, uh, the death of Val, and then um, going and meeting back up with uh, Dryden Voss and the Kira thing, which just offsets the second half of the series uh, or the season, I should say with um you know we've already got the pilot and like if you if you fail me again you'll be all I'll be out of chances you know that that is mm-hmm. where my episode 3 halfway through the series point is now so now the that's job where is your on. Episode, that's where your episode 3 ends yes yeah so where where wait cuz you just your first episode was the whole Corellia thing and mm-hmm. then you said where does your second end and your third begin cuz i don't know if i just missed you saying that that's uh, meeting Beckett and being hired for the job is the second episode. It, and the third episode is doing the job, the conveyex situation. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, that's interesting because your third episode ends where my second ends. Like that same mm-hmm. spot right there. Like he's saying, like, we're all out of chances and they're in the elevator and they're about to go me and Lando. Yeah. But you have five yeah. episodes and I have six. So we're kind yes, of on the same right. pace. You're going, yeah. You're going. You're making the smarter business decision, going for more viewership. <laughs> I get it. Uh, all right. So, Lacey, you. Um, well, I'm not sure how to do this then. All right. So, oh my. Th- oh, so my third episode. We're on then. third episodes now. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, which will be James's fourth. But uh, my third episode starts at fifty-two eleven. Uh, really picks up right there where you're going to the lodge uh, to go meet. Lando, the whole entire Sabak situation. Uh, this is going to be a about a thirty-two minute episode. So you're going the whole Sabak uh, confrontation and, and game. Uh, they're going to go to Kessel and do all the events that happen on Kessel, uh, and and right before they like when they get on the. So I'm taking you to one hour 24 minutes and 30 seconds for for the audience who wants to check um and that's really right after um l3 dies lando kind of accepts it walks back into the cockpit and han's flying the ship and they're flying off before right before the kessel run and he says i'm really sorry and it's like when they're about to plug her in and then my so that my fourth episode is going to be the kessel like kessel run stuff nice um yeah so yeah i'm going 52.11 to 124.30 as my third episode. I called it Getting Spicy, but I don't. that's a working <laughs> title. So uh, I'm not sure. But all right, uh, Lacey, where, where are you now? Because you were at First Light. So where are you going with your third episode? So my f- second episode ended with the line where he, uh, Beckett, Han, and Chewie are talking about if they want to go see Dryden Voss. And then Chewie says something and Beckett asks him what he says and han says that means yes that's where the yes. second episode would end okay so my next episode would pick up at about forty-one thirty-nine, and would go all the way through uh first light and the fort yipso uh mm-hmm. lodge mm-hmm. all the way to 104 39 where they head into hyperspace and han looks so happy and excited to be in space oh, and that's where the episode that's would end. oh that's a good one yeah 
Like yeah, like that. that. Now I got to go there and watch, look at his face because I need he to see He looks, it. and it's like the perfect shot too where the camera kind of comes around him like this to reveal his face and you see the hyperspace in his eyes. Like that's where I would end the episode. James, <laughs> remind me to ask you about this for makes a little too happen purposes. Mm-hmm. Just okay. remind me to ask you about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good nice little ending there. So then your, your next one would be Picking up with the chess uh, stuff. Yes. Like to kick off it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. All right, James, where where, where are we picking up with you now on your fourth episode? <laughs> so my third episode was was wrapping up uh, them walking out of Dryden Voss. Y'all be out of options, right? So this yep. fourth episode is getting together the Kessel crew, if you will. Um, so the way I understand it is it would be um, it would if it would end with the recruitment of Lando and them getting ready to to head towards uh uh the the I can't think of the name of the place or whatever the not Kessel but the <laughs> shoot what's it called the stuff that they have to fly through anyway that's unimportant the Maelstrom you, the Maelstrom yeah it would it would end with that but the whole episode would be them trying to get together crew and this is where i feel like i have an hour to play with maybe lando wasn't the first person they went to so they kind of mess around with a couple other people they go wrong and she says well i know one other person that we could go to and that's where you but it's going to be hard and he's got to go through the game and they land him and then the, the the crew is assembled and that's where he sees the falcon and stuff and you know they're off to go get the the maelstrom. Oh, okay. So your your fourth episode ends with is like, the recruitment like, of the crew. Now they're like a team. Lando. Lando is saying, "I accept it." Like yes. they're about to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and they go I off like there. That. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um. So you're yeah you have a lot of meat left for your last two episodes. So that's gonna be interesting to hear how you try you kind of go through that. All right. Uh, my fourth episode starts around one twenty four thirty, uh, and it's yeah when they're about to plug like L three in and they're about to go on this big Kessel run, and it's the entirety of the Kessel run. Uh, the episode is going to be only twenty one minutes long, uh, but it ends on Savarine after the confrontation with Emphis Nest confrontation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I really liked this ending for this episode because it's 145.20 on Disney+. And that's right when Beckett is leaving and he's, he heard about a job and he's going to go learn to play that Valachord. And you're going to be left at, that, at the end of that episode thinking like, all right, wow, so he's gone. So what's going to happen next kind of thing? And little do we know that he's going to come back around and be that person who kind of double crosses Han. And it just like the way they ended it, it felt like it was an ending of sorts because it fades out and he, they pull away from Han and he's just kind of like reflecting on as Beckett's walking away and the music hits. I'm like, that'd be a perfect like episode ending. So that is uh, the end of my fourth episode. So you got the whole impact of the Kessel run, then the Savarine, initial Savarine stuff and Beckett leaving and you think that he's he's going uh, about his business uh, for Job of the Hut. Um, so, all right, Lacey, where is your fourth episode taking us? Um, my fourth episode picks up after the, they jump to hyperspace and they go through the whole 
bit on about the Dejark board, then the closet, then they land on Kessel. They go through all the Kessel madness. Then they're back in space. So it starts at about 104.43 and then it ends at 124.22. So it's about a 20-minute episode. And it ends where they see the Imperial ship and they're like, oh, they'll never chase us. And then those ships come out of the ship and then mm. it ends. Mm. Also, at this pace, I'm going to have six episodes, so. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're ending your <clears throat> fourth home just before, well, at the very beginning of, like, the Kessel Run. Yeah, right when the sh- they realize that they're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. All right. James, where, where are we picking up with you? So, um, so yeah, they just got Lando. So the, my understanding is that for, I can actually even kind of jump a little bit. The, the fourth episode would just be the entirety of going to Kessel, doing what they needed to do there, and getting off, going through the Maelstrom, all that stuff, and then dropping in the, the um, stuff and then out the end or whatever. And so that that fifth episode would just be the entirety of the Kessel Run. Okay, and that's interesting. Okay, I like that. You're gonna have a big sixth episode. Am I? Well, we'll see. Um, all right. All <laughs> righty. Where am I? All right. So my last episode. Um, you have them all going back to first light to make the deal with Beckett and everything that happens there, the double cross with Han, uh, Kira killing Dryden Voss, uh, her telling Han, I'm right behind you, everything with Maul all the way through the end where, uh, Han gets, sees Kira leave. So everyone has burned him at this point and he goes to get his Falcon back. And I called this episode She Belongs With Me uh, because that's uh, his line to um, uh, Lando. Oh, my last episode was called Heard About a Job. But this, the last one's called She Belongs With Me and it's him winning the Falcon and then flying off to uh, pick up season two, uh, which is uh, Make Solo 2 Happen, where they're going to go to Java, the Hut's place. Um, so that's my series. So five, five episodes. Um, all right, Lacey, you said you have six. So we're... we're... No, I'm going to keep it with five. Okay, Lacey's doing a director's cut. Keeping it with episodes. five. Um, so I'm going <clears> to do from about 126.01 where they go into the Maelstrom and go in through the Kessel Run and then through the end of the movie. So that's whatever the end is. One, 205.08. So it's about a 40 minute last minute last episode. Because otherwise it's yes. like 20 minutes and 20 minutes. I'd rather the last episode be a good solid 40 minutes. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> all right uh yeah my last episode was only like 21 minutes but whatever um all right james take us home um with your version yeah so then mine would be from them escaping kessel and arriving on Saverine to the end of the movie right um and the way i saw this too because you were saying you'd have a big chunk there at the end but like i was looking in the in the player and where that would be is like at one hour and 35 minutes to the movie ends at two hours and five minutes. So it's really only 30 yeah. minutes, but I'm saying yeah. extend that out to an hour, you know, cause every one of these episodes is an hour in my head. Um, 
I think that that really builds in the final chapter. You've gone through all the adventures, um, you know, and now you're wrapping it up. And that would be the last location, if you will. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. And, you know, we all, it's funny like we each had our own kind of like way of approaching this, but also breaking it up. And some of us were like very similar on some, and then our back halves were way different. But for like all of them, it's like that could that could totally work. And it, you know, you could see like the end credits come up at that part, even though it's at in a movie. Yeah, if I was gonna split it, my last episode, I would have split it when they are on Savarine and Infus Nest shows up, and it's the big reveal that she's standing there with all her people. I would ended it there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. One thing, she's like just about to take the helmet off, and you see someone's reaction to her taking the helmet off, but you don't see her, and you're like, not even that, just her being there. I would end it right there. Yeah, there's only um, looking through mine. There's only one little like hang up, and you could kind of play with it. Considering I said like it's an hour long, you get a little play here. Um, My first episode is him on Corellia. My second episode is him on Minbin. My third episode is him on, um, what's the ice planet? I forget the name. Vander. Vander, yeah. yeah. And then technically my fourth le- is him with recruiting Lando and stuff, but you could play around with him going to other planets and other things, trying to get the crew together, and that's where he lands. But then my fifth one is on Kessel, and my sixth one's on Savarine. So pretty much all of my story beats were different planets. Yeah. Different yeah. eras of the story as it moved along. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was yeah, I thought this was fun. So, Lacey, give me a quick rundown of yours if you have them. My rundown is from the beginning to the part where he gets on the ship with Beckett. Shower then, scene. Not the shower scene yet. I would start the next episode with the shower scene. Oh yeah. Oh, you're yeah. starting that. Okay. And then the next episode go from the shower scene to the part where he says, you know, Chewie says yes, and then I'd cut it there. Mm-hmm. Then I would cut from the next scene where they're walking to Dryden Voss's to the moment where he's in hyperspace when he looks really excited to be in hyperspace. Yeah, I like that. Then from the scenes on the Falcon to the scene where the Imperial ship arrives and then from the moment where they make the Kessel run to the end. Five, right. I picked okay. a lot of moments that you're like, wait, what? What's going to happen? That's how I divided <laughs> for, up my moments. For a second, yeah. I got confused and I was like, one of these episodes is only five minutes long. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's very not good. <laughs> well, if I split the end part, which I was considering doing with the Emphasis Nesting, one of them would have been 15 minutes. I was like, that's such a gypped episode. I'd rather just give people the 40. The, yeah. Yeah, you do that and then you, you get the social media reaction. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? <laughs> 15 minutes? Who, who cut this? And what is like, this? Yeah. Mandalorian season two? <laughs> or se- season right. one episode two? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I felt like the f- my, my first episode, I'm like, that. once they establish Han and Chewie are friends, I'm like, that's now locked in. So that people would be like, oh, so that's how they met, got it, and now we can go forward from this point on as it's Han and Chewie. Um, and the, the conveyance thing, it's just like its own little mini movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like just such a... I, I, I absolutely love that whole it scene. It reminds so that, me a lot of Jabba's palace scene, which is like its own thing. Yeah. yeah. That's my episode three. I had to... I had to <laughs> I, then I, yeah, I had to cut it there when Han goes... Uh, I think this is going to be great. 
you know and and like like you said Lacey, like you could, you could see like that ending in some of these spots in this movie mm-hmm. um where i had where i really had a, t- a tough time was getting like the chunk of kessel because that's not my, one of my favorite spots of the movie but the fact that it's just uh it's so big and meaty like it's i don't know that i wanted it to be its own episode but i liked all of our like choices and it just it just goes to show like if they went into a new solo project with the focus of doing a series, it could work so so well with Han and Chewie going on these adventures, yeah, and that sort of thing. It's just because like, I don't think you could do that with other Star Wars movies divided up like that. Uh, no. I don't, I don't, I don't either. And it would be fun for us to try though. If you guys like this, if you had fun, kind of following yeah. along, maybe like, we'll do. It would be other harder, movies. probably. Yeah, for us to do other movies, but it, yeah, I'm I'm up for the challenge. I think that we could try to do that with other movies too. Or like, remember when uh, Clayton said, didn't he say if they if he broke up, I believe he's he remember on he was on the show with us. He broke up the Mandalorian, but combined episodes into movies, and he created a trilogy out of season one or something like that. I'll have to call back call that back hmm. up. But he did the reverse. Like we took things yeah. and made it into a series. He took the series and made it into movies. Um, but I man, a Han and Chewie series. Just them doing jobs for job and getting into trouble, getting mixed up with these crime syndicates, just like avoiding the empire. Yeah. Imagine it being a Sunday and you're like, oh man, the weekend's ending. And just like knowing it, you know, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock that night, they're debuting a brand new episode of The Adventures of Han Solo on Disney Plus. Like, it is the warmest blanket you could ever think of. And it's just. Well, there's a reason they wrote so many Han Solo books. There's a reason that there's a series of Han Solo books that. Of him doing all these things. So yeah, that 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 was. What did you guys think? That was an interesting little. I mean, that could have been a disaster. Mine we is had the correct way to cut up the movie. <laughs> so I think I did great. Good, very um, good, modest. I like that. I that see approach. a I see a lot of people tweeting the gif of um in the Hangover with all the numbers. Like people are like, yeah. well, where am I at in the movie? <laughs> like every couple seconds, I, like hard to yeah. remember. Yeah. I like the idea of them sending us their thoughts on what they would do. So if how you would cut up, up the movie, yeah. Solo, how would you carve it up? Do you like James's idea of just saying like, ah, forget the existing. Let's just add stuff. Let's just let's just make our own, uh, stretch this thing out, director mm. cut style. But let us know. Let us know what you thought of, uh, of this segment. And would you like to see us do it again, like James said? Or uh, your just general thoughts about uh, this type of method and what would you do to Solo? How would you mm-hmm. carve this thing up? And more importantly, May 24th, you know, makes a little two happen day. Uh, just use the hashtag. So hopefully one day we can see them make a Disney Plus series of Han and Chewie and actually see what they would do. The real people who get paid to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that for that discussion. Uh, that brings us uh, to our next segment. So I'm going to hand the DL44 to Lacey to carry us on. All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> So as you guys know, John puts up every week on Twitter at RBATSWNN, a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers. So this past week, the scenario was Obi-Wan Kenobi's home is being sold. Now that the former Jedi is dead and no longer needs it, write a real estate listing for Obi-Wan's home. Interesting. What did we do this before for Palpatine's Exegol? Yeah, (laughs) Which which James just opted to destroy. (laughs) <laughs> I, I ter- remember I turned it into a uh, Halloween Express. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Spirit shop. Or yeah. spirit Halloween, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First up is Riley Lennon Ness at Ness Art 94. Uh, and he said, one room studio with ample living space and lots of storage for old relics. Be- beachfront living minus the water. <laughs> You'll never find a more inviting home of warmth and comfort. There you go. <laughs> well done. Nice. Next is Mello at a Great Jedi. What up, Mello? Mello said, a perfect place to lay low, strategically placed in one of the highest grounds in Tatooine. <laughs> this location will give you the privacy to think about your life and connect with loved ones. Disregard the BBQ smell from the neighbors. <laughs> oh, oh, mellow. Man. Right, went right for it. Uh, next is Mark at the kind of vacants at duh underscore kind underscore awakens. Mark said, if you're looking for a place to raise your kids with no force ghost under the bed guarantee, then look no further. This totally not haunted home has an open concept because there's no windows and a working moisture <laughs> vaporator, <laughs> evaporator for those sunny days, which is every single day. <laughs> well done. That's funny. Next is Jordan Rennie at Jordan Rennie. And Jordan said, who's more foolish, the fool who tries to buy this property or the fool who doesn't? You must do what you feel is right, of course. <laughs> well done. Well done. Next is Jamie G at Roxy Peanut. And Jamie said, perfect home for those who don't want to be found. Blend in with the local landscape in this monochromatic abode while simultaneously avoiding people who hate sand and actual sand people. The realtor waves a hand in front of your face. This is exactly the home you're looking for. Ah, <laughs> makes sense. Nice. At Blog of the Hut is next. What up, Blaga? Blaga said, a lovely beachside six-bed manor house with underground parking and a rooftop pool from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And next is Kylo 10 at Fulcrumandar. And they said, for sale, abandoned desert dwelling, walking distance from another slightly larger abandoned desert dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least is More5150 at More5150, who said, looking for an elegant home for a more civilized age? Well, this isn't it. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. What? I was going to say, did they they blow up his house? What's the story there? Does that sound familiar to anybody? Mm -mm. No. Blowing up Obi-Wan's house? I don't think so. I thought they did that in like, Mm-mm. something like a comic or what was that what am i thinking of i'm i'll have to double I'm not check sure it. but guys yeah. thank you so much for being a part of the show if you want to be in the resistance transmissions make sure to follow us on twitter at rbatswnn and look for the situation and then give your answers back to you john all right thank you everybody for those love it uh keep those coming when we post those uh the more involvement the better and uh keep being creative because those are such a good time uh thanks for listening and watching and being a part of trb make sure you do subscribe to the show on your preferred audio platform i'm a big spotify fan myself uh but we're on soundcloud and a bunch of others apple uh, amazon music all those and of course youtube youtube.com slash star wars newsnet video subscribe you're not just getting our show on there uh we have some stuff that's just on there including james's show the bad batch reaction show which he's doing every friday morning um i i do before we move on i uh, we have to do a special 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 shout out i don't know why i'm sean connery all of a sudden (laughs) to our patreon generals and that is 
Carmelo, who we just heard from, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gellner, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Rondé, Ryan Wara, Hass Islam, Joe Ritchie, and Val Trishkoff. Thank you, General, so much for all of your support. Really, you're the best. Uh, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And if you like other movies, nostalgia-wise, my movie podcast, just like the movies, available on all podcast platforms. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Still James. hoping for Ray's lightsaber. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, it will happen. You can find me uh, looking up what I was talking about blowing up the house. It was <laughs> Afra used a molecular purge bomb on the house, but it wasn't as destructive as I thought. It was just to conceal the fact that she invader had visited the hut. So I, I guess I read it as Which she set a off a bomb. Which is a dead giveaway. If you wanted to like sneak around, you wouldn't do anything. If you wanted to give it away, you'd be like, I was here. Let's blow it up. <laughs> I yeah, I remember I remembered it yeah. being in my head that, they were like, oh, they didn't want anybody to know they were there. They blew it up. Crazy. But I guess it was just <laughs> a molecular bomb. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, we hope everyone enjoys your weekend. And we'll be back on Monday morning, which will be one week. Yes. One week <laughs> until wow. Make Solo 2 Happen Day. I'm not good with this calendar stuff. Uh, but enjoy your weekends, yeah. and uh, we'll see you on Monday morning with another episode. See you around, kids.